Hi, I'm Holly. And I am Danielle, and you're listening to the Spooky Hour. Finally, do back, do, 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 bitches. Do, 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 do. We're back. You guys missed us. We know it. It's fine. We missed um, you. No, we did miss you guys. We were before we started recording. We vented to each other for like. God, I think it was over an hour. Yeah. We just started at we, like five o'clock and it's six o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we missed this. We missed you guys. And thanks for being patient with us. We yeah. just, we just, we needed a break, you know? Yeah. I mean, I had my parents stay with me. My parents are still here. They were here last week because <laughs> they're getting a bathroom reno and it was just so many people in my house and not enough space to record. And, you know, people just need a week. Yeah. And she, she said it. She's like, would you be upset? if we didn't record tonight or i think you messaged me on the thursday and i was like fuck no that actually sounds lovely (laughs) i'm just exhausted from work and it was a a blessing in disguise i guess but we missed you guys we're happy to be back and that's it that's it i don't really have nothing to rant about we got it all out already um i don't know i don't know i've i picked a wrong career choice we'll say that Um, I found out I'm way better at something else. So you guys, you never know. We'll see what happens in the next year. <laughs> Danielle's having a major career shift and I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, if anyone's listening from her current work, this is partially a joke. It's is definitely a joke. <laughs> but I just got really good at something and that's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've just been busy as all hell at work. Uh, that's it. I've mostly been sleeping for the last two weeks, however long it's been since we did this. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had to cook dinner in a while. It's been great. My parents are here. They Dude. buy me groceries and they drive me nuts, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Just like old times. Yeah. Uh, we... But it's my house, my rules, bitches. Oh my God. That's so funny. I've pulled, I've pulled <gasps> They're that not allowed so to drink times. in the house. There's yeah. No drinking. <laughs> no drinking. None at all. Go smoke it's... outside. <laughs> yep. Um, not in the house. So my exciting news is that uh, my boyfriend and I have purchased a new mattress um, and we have gone out almost every weekend since purchasing this mattress to buy stuff for the mattress. (laughs) And like, I just haven't had any downtime and I'm just, yeah, I'm just exhausted. That's it. That's my excuse for not recording. (laughs) What an adult thing to do. You guys, I bought a mattress. Dude, we went to four fucking stores before we could decide on a mattress. The only one Carl mentioned liking was like $4,000. And I was like, I'm like, I'm not willing to spend that. And he's like, I am like, oh my God. You Um, spend it. (laughs) Yeah. So we, we found one. We got a good deal on it. I'm excited. It's coming next week. That's it. That's my good news. And then Carl is going to be kicked out because I'm going to go sleep in the bed. Yo, it's a cooling mattress. It has cooling technology and it actually fucking works. Because we tried other cooling beds and I didn't feel it. But this one within like, I would say like two, three minutes, you start to like feel it rising. Oh, it's so nice. So me and Holly are going to go break in this mattress. Sorry, Carl. Bye. Yeah. And uh, I went to uh, Yisk. I don't know if people have this store across the is world that i don't know pronounce it apparently it is apparently my mom asked someone and it's yisk because it's i want to say swedish or something. okay i thought <laughs> uh, it was french to be honest i have, I no, have idea. no fucking clue it's j-y-s-k um and it's like a semi-cheap semi-expensive home goods store and uh my job was to get a bed frame and bed sheets sounds pretty fucking simple right um i asked carl to come with me because i was afraid of my power and he's like, no, 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 you got this. Um, 
I spent $500 at Yisk. On a bed frame and sheets. Bed sheets. Carl, this is why you don't let her go alone. No, I'm kidding. Dude, I fucking... You, you I wanted sent him a $4,000 mattress, so I mean, like... Yeah. I sent him a picture of the receipt, and he just replied with, what did you do? <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, I told you to come with me. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. I want a $4,000 mattress. <laughs> but in my head, it's fine, because everything it's, we got was cute. It's fine. It'll be great on your cooling mattress. And plus, Rupert's going to love it. It's going to be great. Yeah, that was definitely a factor in the cooling mattresses. The dog is going to love it. I'm not even kidding. Like That was 100% a factor. So we bought a mattress protector. That was part of this $500, I'm going to add. Um, it's a mattress protector, and it's supposed to keep like the the gross stuff off of it because like our current mattress has so much dog drool on it right now it's not even funny it's and disgusting. that shit stains yeah it's disgusting so we bought a protector to hopefully save it um i'm gonna check it in a few months and if it's even slightly gross the dog is never allowed on the bed ever again because i don't know if you guys know this beds are not cheap yeah exactly but like that's, it. that's my bed rant. <laughs> thank you my mattress Thank came in you. a box and here I We almost I'm... got one of those and then you told me you hated it. <laughs> yeah, it was good for like the first year and a half and now my back just hurts all the time. So Yeah. We I was looking into, and I tried the one, uh it's called the purple. Don't sue me purple, but your bed fucking sucks. It's um <laughs> it's it's like uh not coils but like squares. And oh. oh my god, it feels like a water bed, but like not a fun water bed. Like it just Oh my god. I got on it and my wrist immediately collapsed and like I fell over and I'm like just, just wobbling all over the place. Excuse me while I bed. sink into the mattress and not be able to get out. And I was so bummed because I liked the commercial for it. The commercial's funny. She like crushes an egg in the commercial and that was that was a selling point for me. <laughs> Clearly I don't have TV. I've never even heard of this. Uh, I mean, seen don't, commercial. don't bother looking into it. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's fucking the only excitement I've had in two weeks is a bed. That's it. I envy you, though. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It's I'm a very highlight, proud of you. Right? Thank you. Yeah. We're, uh, steps, we're, man. we're slowly preparing to purchase a home. And, uh, purchase. I don't know if you guys... Pur- purchase. She's going to have to chase it because... I'm going to have to chase it. <laughs> yes. Um, for those of you guys who are in Ontario, you fucking know what it's like right now. So we're just trying to buy shit now while we don't have a mortgage and uh pray for us that's it <laughs> yeah bidding wars are fucking trash man yeah i don't know we're probably gonna end up waiting until next year but i don't know let's make merch so people buy it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you guys want hats right and t-shirts and you guys want rupert to have shit. a house right rupert yeah. deserves a house right <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll get to, i'll get there give me the summer i'll have so much time we got this <laughs> so much time uh but yeah, that's it. That's uh, we hope you guys had a more exciting two weeks than that. Yeah, but we missed you guys so much. We, just we did some murder. I'm very excited to talk about this case because uh, I went down a rabbit hole. I watched like fucking ten documentaries while doing my research, um, and I'd never heard about it before. So today I'm going to be talking about the Austin yogurt shop murders, which like huh. a really not nice title, I guess. Like they they sort of minimized the whole thing down to. I don't know. It sounds stupid. Um, this but I really a- like. I, this is totally off topic. But like yogurt shops, like we had like the those I froyo shops. They all just like disappeared, and I'm so bummed about it. Dude, the the yogurties by where your yeah. parents were. The guy knew me by name. He knew my birthday because you got a free yogurt on your birthday, and I had come like three years in a row, I guess. And he fucking I walked in. And he goes, "Oh, happy birthday!" And I was like, Thanks, "You remembered man. my birthday?" Yeah. Um, and now they yeah, all they're all fucking closed. 
I think there's one in the Oshawa Center, but it's just a Jogenfreuze. And, like, I've no, never liked Jogenfreuze. No. Um, it's so like sugar. It's not yogurt-y's even real yogurt. <laughs> one, sponsor us. Two, come back. Yeah, we, we miss, miss you. you. We miss um, everybody this week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is a pretty big case in Austin, Texas back in 1991, but it remains unsolved to this day. Uh, there was a wee bit of an update in uh, 2020 and it looks like a break may be coming, but we'll get into that in a bit. So the victims in this case were 17-year-old Jennifer Harbison and her 15-year-old sister, Sarah, and their friends, 13-year-old Amy Ayers and 17-year-old Eliza Thomas. Um, They were your pretty much average teenage girls. They were not involved in drugs or partying or anything like that. They had no known enemies. Uh, Apparently, they didn't even have, like, petty high school bitches who didn't like them. Like, they were just well-liked, quiet girls, I guess. Oh, I Um, envy them. see i knew you would i knew you would like that yeah um feel free to edit that part out Uh, no we're keeping that that in (laughs) um on december 6 1991 sarah and amy were hanging out at the mall waiting for their older friends to get off of work uh after killing the whole day the pair headed to their friend's work which was a yogurt shop called i can't believe it's yogurt um i want that's amazing i love that name (laughs) it's like Um, i can't believe it's not butter but that's exactly what i thought (laughs) i can't believe it's yogurt um so the the two younger girls uh went to the yogurt shop to help the girls close for the night um it was about 10 p.m when they arrived at the yogurt shop and the cash register issued uh you know those like blank receipts when you close a till yeah uh it issued the closing receipt at 11.03 p.m uh, confirming that the girls had completed the closing process. They were uh, they were supposed to be... He- Whoa. Did, Did you, you see, see that? that? What was that? I don't know, but now I'm scared. It wasn't like a a service thing. Like, the screen just went black. Black. Yeah, it, like, flicked black on my side, too. Oh, God. Uh... That was so weird. <laughs> um, shit. So, they were supposed to be heading to a sleepover with another group of friends after work, but they never made it there. Um... Did something just turn on? No, I think uh, I think Stuart's work phone is in this room, so I think. Oh, it's- okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought your ex or your PlayStation, or wherever the fuck it is. I thought that turned on again, and I was going to kill myself. No, I've unplugged um, that. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, around midnight, an Austin police officer named Troy Gay spotted uh, smoke coming from a strip mall where the yogurt shop was located. He called for the fire department, who showed up promptly. They extinguished the fire and were shocked at what they found when the flames had subsided. All four girls were found dead, naked, tied, and gagged with their own clothing. Amy's body was found in the middle of the back room, so like the, the employee area. She was found in the middle of the room. Oh my god, the curtain moved and there's no animal there. Um, you, we, we're gonna have to quit. This is like it looked like the cat swatted it. Like it wasn't like a wind move. I feel like yeah. I'm gonna throw up. Oh my god! <laughs> One, please don't throw up because that means I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> Two, please let me finish my recording. There's tears in my eyes. We just started. What an asshole ghost okay get some sage Collect yourself get a candle sorry there's literally tears in my eyes that scared me so much oh my gosh <sighs> guys we got Hol- this. holly's fucked this is oh my might God. be her last her last episode she oh might my not God. survive my blood pressure <laughs> <laughs> you thought your heart was better huh? 
jokes on me. Oh my god, that was terrible timing. I feel so bad for these girls. Um, so Amy's body was found in the middle of the back room, while Jennifer, Sarah, and Eliza were found in like the very back corner of the room, and they were literally piled up together. So Sarah oh and Eliza were like kind of piled on like one on top of each other, and Jennifer was kind of beside them, but like draped near them if that makes sense so someone had literally moved them on top of each other which is disgusting to me and my idea Um, is like they're probably already dead before the fire yeah okay yeah uh so the girls were found with their legs sort of like spread wide and there was an ice cream scoop placed between them there was never really any significance found behind the ice cream scoop so i don't know if it was like they fell on the floor and just happened to land there or if someone thought it was funny or what um but they they were found with all sorts of like napkins and other debris that had been soaked in an accelerant before being lit on fire um so the idea was that the girls were deceased and they just threw like gasoline filled napkins all over them oh my god that's um it's awful Uh, So the girls were burned so badly that they were barely recognizable and a cause of death could not be determined until an autopsy was done. The autopsy would reveal that all four girls were shot in the back of the head, quote, execution style. Um, Further investigation would determine that two different guns were used in the murders, which led investigators to believe that they were looking for two suspects. Um, One of the girls actually uh, had two different uh, bullets in her head so like she had been shot by two separate guns um i think i go into that a bit later but i don't remember because i wrote this two weeks ago (laughs) (laughs) um the autopsy would also reveal that at least two of the young girls had been sexually assaulted uh the only usable dna was found on amy ayers but at the time dna was not considered a reliable piece of evidence because it was still fairly new and like flawed um and I, i think at that time they had they didn't have like their whole database set up already like in the 90s in very early 90s um so the yoga shop management and investigators determined that there was approximately 540 dollars missing from the store although initial reports said it was only 14 fucking dollars uh which makes me think that the motive was not robbery in this case uh and if it was and you killed someone for 14 dollars my god like Um, what the fuck even just like i hate people (laughs) (laughs) that's all you can say right that's like it's fucked um so investigators had a horrible time with this case right from the get-go uh like i said before the girls were not into any tomfoolery and they had no known enemies so the suspect list was zero um on top of that when firefighters arrived on scene they did what firefighters do and put the fire out with water um the aftermath of that left very little usable evidence for investigators to go on um Despite this, the police department kept fairly busy with incoming tips from the community. At one point in the investigation, they had a list of 347 potential suspects. Holy fuck. (laughs) So their problem went from having zero evidence at all to all of a sudden having like a needle in a haystack situation. Um, A lot of this was that I think the community was just so outraged that like uh, a lot of the calls were just like, I saw this weird guy walking near there one day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just, like, anything to try to to, to help. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to add this little tidbit in here because I thought it was kind of neat. Two days after the murders, the owner of the yogurt shop chain, a man named Bill Bryce, flew to Austin, Texas to meet with the families of the victims. He offered $25,000 uh, for information that would lead to an arrest. And the amount was later up to $125,000 with help from, like, the community and whatnot. Um 
so I'm also going to guess this is part of why the police department received a lot of tips too. There was a lot of money up for grabs. Yeah. But I just thought it was really nice that like the owner of the yogurt shop like personally flew out. Like the, yeah. the owner of the chain, like the CEO personally flew out and like uh, helped the family. I just thought that was nice. I don't ever say nice things when I talk about murder. So there was one nice thing for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now I'm not going to sit here and list all 347 suspects. I'm just going to cover the sort of major ones that investigators followed and actually led somewhere. So the See, first... detective work, it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like really good at it too. Yeah, we are. We're really good at detective work, you guys. Sips water. <laughs> um, Drinks my tea I don't, that I don't have right now. <laughs> So the first suspect was a known serial killer named Kenneth Allen McDuff. Kenny, which is not a known nickname. I just thought it was better. Um, was a serial killer from Texas. Like that's, I can't believe I wrote that. Don't do your homework stoned kids. Um, I just decided I was going to call him Kenny. Um, His name is now Kenny. (laughs) So Kenny, uh, he was a serial killer from uh, Texas who is, suspected of at least 14 other murders holy crap uh yeah he was convicted of murdering three teens on august 6 1966 and these killings were called the broomstick murders because one of the victims had their neck broken by a broomstick after she was repeatedly sexually assaulted um so i wanted to tell you a little of his story because it's super fucked up uh so kenny was sentenced to death for these murders but his sentence was changed to life with the possibility of parole in 1972 after the u.s supreme court abolished capital punishment what due to prison overcrowding dear kenny was paroled in 1989 i think you can think of other like people with more petty crimes that could get out for your fucking overcrowding no that guy who sold weed that one time he's got to be in there for life danielle for life um i can't stand the justice system i know i knew you would get riled up at that um so it's believed that after his release he had committed many other murders including the killing of melissa ann northrup a 22 year old woman from texas in 1992 um he was on the run for several years before he was captured and returned to prison for a brand new murder charge which i i didn't I was supposed to look into that and I forgot, but I'm fairly sure it was this Melissa Northrup case that he was charged with. Um, So this time he was successfully granted the death penalty. Um, On the day of his execution, which was November 17th, 1998, Kenny confessed to the yogurt shop murders. This sent shockwaves through Texas and many wondered if they would like postpone the execution to follow his confession. Um, They didn't. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) He died later that day, but after his death, investigators compared fingerprints and hair collected from the scene to Kenny's and there was no match, so he was ruled out as a suspect. But that was the first major break in the case. Um, The second group of suspects were a group of teenagers from the area. Their names were Forrest Wellburn, Michael Scott, Robert Springsteen, and Maurice Price. Michael um, Scott from the office. <laughs> <laughs> um that's funny eight days after the murders uh, a tip came into the police suggesting that they look into 16 year old maurice price uh he was spotted at the same mall as sarah and amy on the same day and witnesses said that he was showing off a 20 22 caliber handgun which is the same as one of the murder weapons on the on the crime scene suspicious. Um, very suspicious Uh, The boys were brought in for questioning and the gun was tested, but it was not a match for the murder weapon. Unfortunately, the DNA from the scene did not match any of the boys either. So they were released and investigators moved on for a little while. 
Um, for the next few years, police investigated numerous tips about suspicious men in the yogurt shop. Uh, one witness said they saw a man going back and forth to like the, the back area of the shop. And uh, he said he finally asked the girls what he was doing because he found it suspicious. The girls said that that man was just using the washroom, but it didn't sit right with the witness. So he, he gave a tip to the police. Um, there was another lead that led investigators to Mexico where a man confessed, but then retracted his statement saying that the Mexican police had tortured him uh so they're literally crossing borders at this case uh at this point in time for this case uh on the one year anniversary of the murders the families put up a giant billboard on the main road with pictures of the girls and the words who killed these girls written across it in like big red writing um which i love when families do that because i feel like it's a a constant like at the police (laughs) you know what i mean yeah like you know what I mean? Like, help I ju- us I just... solve our own case because yeah. cops won't help us. Yeah. Um, so they and members of the public expressed their frustration with the police for the lack of results. Uh, eventually, the lead investigator was taken off the case in 1992 after being accused of forcing confessions in an unrelated case. Oh, shit. Okay. Remember this for later. Okay. Um, so after years and years of wild goose chases and general drama, the new investigators decided to dig up an old lead, the four boys who were questioned back in 1991. Except this time, two of them confessed. Michael Scott and Robert Springsteen, who were now in their 20s, both confessed to the killings, with Robert also confessing to the sexual assault. Um, police pat themselves on the back for a job well done, except we are not done yet. So... I'm going to remind you guys, their DNA was tested back in the day and was not a match. So why had they confessed if there was no evidence that they were even at the scene of the crime? Probably forced, is my guess. <sighs> ding, ding, ding. Gotta love so, it. So the, the, the general theory goes that the group of boys had planned to rob the yogurt shop. Uh, Forrest was waiting outside, acting as a lookout, while the other three went in armed with guns. Something went wrong, and the girls ended up dead. There are conflicting stories as to what happened here, and the alleged confessions do not match up either. So we're going to start with Michael's confession. I wish I could play the videos for you guys, but one, they're really fucking long, and two, I don't know what copyright laws say about that. Um... But if you get a chance to look it up, please watch it because it is textbook fucking manipulation. Um, Michael basically confessed to the theory above, saying that the boys went in earlier in the day to scope the place out and two of them snuck around the back to leave the back door open. When they returned after closing, they snuck in the back door, carried out, uh, or sorry, tried to carry out their their planned robbery. Uh, he remembered being surprised that there were four girls because when they came by earlier, there was only two, which does make sense because the other two were at the mall waiting. Yeah. Um, he claimed that Maurice Pierce was the sort of like leader of the mission and that he had turned violent when he saw how little money was in the cash register. The girls told him that they had already dropped the cash off at the bank and that's all there was. Maurice then allegedly forced them into the back of the shop where he made them strip so the other boys could tie them up in their own clothing. Michael said he vaguely recalled stuffing a towel in one of the girls' mouths, but investigators reminded him that it was actually a sock. So this was the first clue that the confession is probably false. Yeah. You know, because... He's like, no, it was definitely, he, I think he described it as like a terry cloth, like a dish cloth. And he was like pretty certain of it. And they're like, you're sure it wasn't a sock? And they're yeah. trying to like, just be like, get them yeah. to say it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so Michael's memory is foggy, but he recalls being in the front of the shop and listening to Maurice demand more money from the girls. Uh, and he said he heard them begging for their lives. He claimed to hear one shot, then a thud, another shot, another thud. Uh, he believed that this was the sound of the girls falling to the ground. Here's the thing. As I mentioned before, the first victim that was killed, Amy Ayers, was shot twice by two different guns. If that were the case, he would have heard bang bang then thud instead he he was very clear that he heard one shot then a thud yeah um so another fact that is not matching up uh michael also claims to have walked in on robert springsteen uh sexually assaulting one of the girls and he claimed that robert forced him to do the same michael alleges that he hated the idea of it and was quote unable to perform so he faked it for his friends um he claims that maurice came in after this and gave michael a gun and told him to then kill the girl at first michael refused but maurice allegedly threatened to kill him so he complied uh he claims that once all four girls were dead they poured lighter fluid that maurice instructed them to bring and set the shop ablaze before taking off in their car um I also want to add that it was never confirmed what accelerant was used. So it's not confirmed that they use lighter fluid. They okay. just kind of went with it. Um, so that's not at all what Robert Springsteen said happened. <laughs> um, at first, Robert said the only thing he knew about the killings was what he saw on the news the morning the police came and took him in for questioning back in 1991. He says the boys were out joyriding that day and quote fighting mexicans but not committing murders um so i mentioned the quote fighting fighting mexicans Mexicans. (laughs) yeah this is texas man um (laughs) true but like so the only reason i mentioned that is because he uh, he had confessed to doing other crimes that day so just keep that in your head um investigators didn't like this uh, fighting mexican story so they kept pressing they kept saying that robert's stories didn't match his friends that he must have gotten his nights mixed up they had to have been fighting the Me- mexicans the next day or something he was just confused uh robert repeatedly told officers that he had no reason to lie to them and it's true um like i said he he actually confessed to random things from drug use to drug dealing to again these these assaults on quote mexicans um so he confessed to a lot of illegal activities during this interview um so he was kind of an open book and he just kept spilling random tidbits about his life um and they kept pressing for more so that's another reason why i find his uh confession interesting is that he told them everything he'd be like yeah my my parents abused me so i moved here and i was an asshole kid i dropped out of school like he he was a very open book had no issues talking about himself why would he lie yeah you know um or why would he not confess rather like why would he hold that from them so um at one point he said quote i don't know what i know anymore um to which one of the cops replied quote you never forget the truth but what you do forget are the intermittent lies they told him his constant answers of quote i don't know made it seem like he was telling lies at this point springsteen said quote if i am being accused of something i'd like to have a lawyer present is there any charges i want to help you guys but i don't remember and he's like borderline crying at this point it's quite sad um so police ignored his request for a lawyer which um is illegal yeah you can't Um, do that (laughs) so he did not get a lawyer but they did keep pressing him for more answers so robert kept repeatedly denying being involved but the cops kept pushing this angle um police eventually convinced robert that he was at the yogurt shop but maybe just 
the lookout. So he agreed. Yeah, maybe I was there. Maybe I was just standing outside, but I don't think I did anything. Um, so he, uh, he didn't, that was not a direct quote. I should say that for clarification. Uh, so he claims, uh, he was just chilling outside and had no idea what was going on inside, which contradicts, uh, Michael's confession saying that Forrest was the one outside. Um, so doesn't the, add up. yeah, nothing is adding up. So the cops slowly started to gear him in the direction of Michael's story by getting him to admit that Maurice was the ringleader. So that was the first thing that the cops were like, see, it matches. Maurice was the ringleader. Um, Robert said he didn't know what Maurice wanted or what he did to the girls, but he just knew it was his idea. After more questioning, he also repeated Michael's story of hearing Maurice screaming for more money from the back of the shop and hearing gunshots. However, Robert claimed that Maurice killed all four girls himself. He did not mention Michael's name, despite Michael confessing to killing at least one victim. Robert also claimed that Forrest and Maurice held one of the girls down and forced him to assault her, which contradicts Michael's confession again because Michael said he walked in and it was just Robert uh, doing the assault. Uh, Both men were released without being arrested, but investigators filed uh, indictments against all four men shortly after these interviews took place. All were taken in except for Forrest due to lack of evidence. Uh, So... They were tried separately for the yogurt shop killings and were found guilty of capital murder. What? Robert, yeah, yeah. Robert received the death penalty, which was possible even after the Supreme Court ruling in 1972, because the uh, the state of Texas had passed a new death penalty statute, naturally being Texas and all. Um, so Michael was sentenced to 99 years in prison, and Maurice was looking at 35 years for his. Uh, alleged role however shortly after their trial serious serious concerns were raised that suggested the men were actually innocent and forced into a confession uh something that had been done in the past from this same police department the first concern once again was that none of the evidence fucking matched yeah, nothing you matched. can't just make up a fucking story <laughs> and go with it like get your facts straight before yeah. you do that oh my god <laughs> the parallels here right? uh the gun did not match the dna did not match the fingerprints did not match and the confessions did not match there was i cannot believe they were found guilty in any fucking court i think this was another case of uh the justice system just trying to close a case yeah just try- you know what i mean so high profile right yeah um, so eventually, the the uh, Michael and Robert uh, both spoke out and said their confessions were in fact forced, and that there was some evidence to back up their claims, uh, like some really fucking big evidence. Uh, a photo came out of an officer holding a gun to Robert's head <gasps> during his interview. Plus, there was the whole ignoring a right to an attorney thing. Uh, and Maurice never ever confessed, and this was very helpful for the other two men because he refuse to admit admit guilt at all he stuck to his story that he did not do this um so in 2006 15 years after the yogurt shop killings were committed the convictions were overturned when the courts found investigators had uh violated the men's sixth amend sixth amendment right uh to confront their accuser uh so this means uh michael and robert's confessions were used against one of each other sorry against one another at trial but their lawyers were never given the opportunity to cross-examine the other so as a result it was determined that their constitutional rights had been violated so it wasn't it wasn't the the shitty police work it was the that small little 
little blip got the the case overturned so did um, these like cops get any like because uh, as you said like it wasn't against the police force did they get in as, shit for it as far as i know no of course not. um i didn't look into it much further but as far as i know the only cop who had any consequences was the first one on the case okay. who had forced confessions in other cases okay so in 2008 dna testing was done on the evidence collected from the crime scene and the male dna found did not match any of the four accused men once again kel surprise um they had to check just for good measure, just to be super duper sure. Super duper. Um, <laughs> investigators still believe that they had the the right four guys all along, but a fifth man simply must have been involved, and that would explain the unknown DNA. Um, but the defense called the fifth man theory ridiculous and mentioned that it's interesting that this fifth man theory only came about when the official DNA results did not fit the investigator's narrative. So they realized they were back into a corner and they were like, nah, there was one more kid. Yeah, there uh, that's, that's the only that's, excuse. That's simply, yeah, that's it. Um, so all of the men were released, but unfortunately that means that this case is still wide open. In 2017, investigators uh, revealed that they had a single strand of DNA, not a complete profile, that they still had yet to test. Um, the strand couldn't provide an exact match, but could provide the male lineage of the suspect, meaning they can mori this guy too. Um, however, the FBI stepped in once that was announced, stating concerns about the constitutional reach of these DNA results. Uh, there was some bullshit about, like, privacy concerns and whatnot. Uh, they say federal laws ban this kind of DNA testing, uh, from being done to find an individual. Mm-hmm. Um, the victim's families have been fighting the courts, uh, for the release of this DNA, and as of 2020, it still wasn't looking good for them. Um, but they, uh, 2020 they like had a court proceeding so like okay. it's still very much alive and active and they're still trying to fight to get access to that dna um and the courts just refused to give it to them so i what really hope <laughs> this dna gets released and i'm kind of pissed that they would hold this back like they can they can trace the family without like announcing the family name to the press right like you don't have to be like baha we found the family it's this guy's yeah. family like you could keep that shit quiet and you know do your job <laughs> but like come on guys like you want to solve this case why are you being so i had i wanted to look into this more and maybe i will uh i don't understand how they can't do that but ancestry dna they can, can? yeah that doesn't like, make sense it doesn't make sense to me um it makes me wonder i'm still here sorry what the no though no, i was trying to think how to word this because i don't want to get sued um it makes me wonder if perhaps police were more involved in the case uh than we thought because Mm -hmm. why is the fbi stepping in so firmly on this yeah um but yeah as of 2020 the families were still putting out statements still demanding this dna that i think they should get um so hopefully in the next few years we will see some sort of break in that case because i would love to see that solved considering fucking dna exists yeah there they have it um but yeah, that's the Austin yogurt shop murders. One, that's the f- really fucking sad case mm-hmm. in multiple avenues. And very like, sad. Fuck, man! Like, just do your damn job. Like, <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. I, yeah, this was one of those. We we had a good cop on our last episode, so I had to level the playing field a yeah. little bit. <laughs> we have to remind everyone that not everyone's a good person. <laughs> uh no i really do hate cases like that um i do think that i think that the uh investigators who were doing the questioning 
definitely were not doing their jobs properly yeah but at the same time i would say the police department as a whole were probably just like let's fucking solve this case like you know what i mean like i don't think most of them had ill intentions but you know (laughs) they're like let's just make a case like let's just put in a story and then yeah arrest these kids and then we'll be great let's create a narrative and make everybody else adhere to that narrative is basically what it is um and like i when get it do- to an extent like you want to solve your case or whatever but like wouldn't you rather do it properly yeah i don't know <laughs> and when you do that it's just gonna blow up in your face yep. it always does <laughs> it sure does so, so like come on, especially like them being cops like it's your it's your little job is to solve do the these. right thing <laughs> yeah and you're doing the polar opposite of that yeah so yeah that uh that case is still open um if if you i don't know if the families have any support pages i didn't look into that but like if you look into the case and do do read up on the families because they're still devastated to this day uh, like one of the yeah. dads one of the dads put out a statement about it and he like says that he like like uh every morning like it's he still feels weird waking up and not seeing her kind of thing and it's just yeah. like do the right thing man like just release the dna get this over with yeah. i feel like the second they test the dna it's just gonna snowball and it's gonna be solved yeah. you know what i mean like yeah and like their kid, they were so young and taken in yeah. such a horrible horrific way yeah and so, you know they're f- great to see the, the families still fighting for it because a lot of families yeah. don't yeah for multiple reasons but it's good that they are yeah I, I think this is another case where the families are all uh or at least the one family i read about seems fairly wealthy because they had their own investigators and whatnot mm-hmm. but yeah it seems to be one of those cases where they have the, the privilege to keep fighting mm-hmm. um and good for them you know yeah. i wish i wish more people had that opportunity and it um, also kind of sucks that you have to though oh absolutely they should not have to no. should not have to at all but it's I'm, I'm glad that they do have the power to keep fighting yeah but yeah that's, that's fucking it, man. crazy man crazy cases yeah that one that one bugged me so you're i felt like i had to my, i was gonna say you're <laughs> killing my heart right now you have one i've heard <laughs> not anymore it's gone <laughs> does that mean it's time to get spooky it is so this week we're gonna talk about the tower of london like the, the the tower the tower in London, i know England. i know that t- i didn't know it was haunted <laughs> yeah it's haunted as fuck well shit <laughs> yeah i mean i feel like everything in london is haunted so yeah it kind of gives that vibe yeah i would like to go to there <laughs> i would like to go to there <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what i said <laughs> <Me toi. laughs> um so william the conqueror built this massive fortress in like the 1070s right in like london england the 1070s cash 1070s, yeah <laughs> so I, cash. Like, I wrote that it was like 1070s it's gonna be so weird to say yeah uh, and i'm definitely gonna call you out <laughs> 1070s whatever man how would you say it no you're you're completely correct oh. it's just funny because we've never had to say something like that no i i, I mean like we say like the 80s the 90s, 90s. you know what i mean like 1070s. 1070s no i like, like yeah that was like i can't believe that was there, a thing there's nothing incorrect about you saying that it's just fucking funny okay i was like <laughs> i'm surprised i didn't say it incorrectly so here we are um so he basically did this as a way to be all like i'm rich and powerful please fear me um this fortress and like tower took about 20 years to complete and when you see it i'm surprised it didn't take longer because it's fucking massive um so the fortress obviously expanded over the years, after, even after, like, William's death in 1087. So he only got to live into it, like, in, like it took 20 years to build, and he didn't even get to live in it for, like, he lived in it while it was being built. 
He didn't even get to see, like, So he just finish. lived in, like, constant construction, which yeah. fucking sucks, by the way. <laughs> like, sucks to be you, man. <laughs> so... So you get for being so extra. Right? Rich and powerful. Kiss my butt. <laughs> uh, Henry III and Edward I added their own expansions when they were ruling. Uh, they added more defenses, more towers. They enlarged the moat at, like, separate times, obviously. Um, like you name it they did it so again this place is fucking huge it's over 12 acres it's like right beside like the wow. london bridge i'm pretty yeah. sure yeah it's fu- it's massive um so this place was used as like a safe house for kings and queens possessions such as like armor jewels and like even themselves i'm pretty sure like the crown wait jewels- so they didn't live there like full time they put all this work into it just for their fucking storage <laughs> basically i mean they ha- probably had enough room to like live there and their storage wow yeah and I'm pretty sure, like, the crown jewels are still, like, protected in this tower. And they, like, all together account for, like, 20 billion pounds. So I don't know how much that is in wow. ca- Canada, but... Probably a lot. Not to yeah. brag, but, like, I bought a mattress. So, but- uh, <laughs> at me, Edward, and what's the other one? Henry? Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Get on our level, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but these are, like... So the crown jewels are, like, like the crowns worn at, like, coronations and, like, shit like that. So, like... Like, oh they're like the the hardcore ones yeah like yeah. the monarchies and like like ooh, save my crown that i wore once um so <laughs> now this tower was used also as a prison at one point and people were subject to a lot of torture prisoners just like didn't just include your everyday like average joe criminal they also included kings and queens uh lady jane gray was a prisoner she was the queen for like a week in like the 16th century <laughs> <laughs> clearly she fucked it up so yeah there's also a story of the princes in the tower so this is of edward who was 12 and richard who was nine they were the sons of king edward the fourth and these king these kids um were the only surviving kids of the king um so his only two sons Mm -hmm. um they were held in the tower of london and no one really ever saw them again they kind of just like disappeared um people believe they were murdered by their uncle who took the throne himself after the death <gasps> of his brother king edward lion the lion him yeah he did that's oh exactly God. it um in 1674 there was work being done on the tower and some workmen were working on the staircase and found a wooden box underneath the stairs oh no in this box were two small human skeletons <gasps> now it's pretty much like widely accepted that these bones are the the two young princes Aww. it's not proven but it's just kind of like it was them assumed yeah yeah the skeletons were buried in westminster abbey and remain there today so they're still there wow. i don't know why they're exhumed and not like done something with and see how they were like killed but here we are or at least um, like confirm that it was them like if yeah they can. Somehow. i don't know if, if they can i don't think they would be able to but like also see if like they were murdered you can probably yeah. determine that yeah uh some like uh sometimes if it's like blunt force or like stabbings or something yeah. it leaves like etches in the bones yeah um you can even determine like types of knives used and stuff depending yeah. on how deep in it goes and yeah and like they weren't really like they it's not like they're like let's poison everybody they were probably like let's just cut them like cut their heads off with like a sword like, oh it's, gosh <laughs> i mean it's a really long time ago you guys so they weren't that smart <laughs> it's 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 definitely possible yeah um so henry Oh my god, I wrote the number out. What is I think it's the eighth. I'm going with it. So Henry <laughs> I wrote it later and I can't see where it is. Um so Henry the Eighth basically turned England into like a Protestant or Protestant? 
Protestant. There we go. Yeah. Protestant um, country. And he was like big on torture and execution. Um, he had a number of like clergymen imprisoned in the tower, all which were killed. Um, one was his like very own counselor. He was just like, I don't like this guy. Bye. Um, two of henry's wives were also held in the tower as prisoners and both were executed uh this was anne bolin and Catherine howard um so lots of prisoners endured torture there including john gerd in 1594 he was in prison but actually escaped to tell what happened in the basement of the tower um this is a direct quote from him it was taken um I took this from like the the Tower of London website, but it's mm-hmm. it's stated in a, a history book. Um, so I quote: "They put my wrists into iron gauntlets and ordered me to climb two or three wicker steps. My arms were then lifted, and an iron bar was passed through the rings of the one gauntlet, then through the staple and rings of the second gauntlet. This was done. Um, they fastened the bar with a pin to prevent it slipping, and then removing the wicker steps, they left me hanging by my hands oh my and arms fastened above my head." yeah so not very i don't nice. have the upper body strength for that oh my no. god no you're like my arms would just fall off no uh, literally <laughs> yeah fuck that um there was a guy fox um in 1605 he tried to blow up a house of lords and was caught and imprisoned uh in the tower he was tortured and questioned but he never gave in or gave up any information so they ended up executing him um so torture was very much noted in the tower at the time yeah. but basically if you were imprisoned there and you were like like a you're a, a noble birth so like a king or queen or have a high stature um then you were treated pretty well like you had servants you had the ability to leave the property you know your usual bullshit with the monarchy so it's like the modern prison system exactly exactly yeah. <laughs> um so now onto the permanent ghosty residents that take up Yay. residence here um the two young princes are commonly seen in the white tower so i believe they call it the white tower because one of the kings like painted it white like the inside it. of it or the outside i think the outside oh, okay <laughs> if it was inside it'd be like fucking insane asylum yeah that's what i was thinking like kim kardashian's house have you seen it? yeah yes <laughs> that's, what, that's what i thought of I'd be, like, terrified to be in there because I, like, spill Dude, so much so shit. it's so creepy. I think it's... now that they're getting divorced, she's going to have, like, an overhaul. I see a, I see an Instagram post coming of, like, her whole new house. <laughs> yeah. We're just waiting for it. That's what we're here for. Patiently. <laughs> um, so the two young princes, again, are commonly seen inside this white tower. They're usually seen holding hands. Aww. Which is so adorable. Um, like, kid ghosts scare the fuck out of me, if we've said that before, but, like, holding hands, cute That's as fuck. cute, yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's really sad. Um, they are all, they are seen wandering between rooms and going through walls. Anne Bolin is said to be seen in numerous parts of the fortress. So, Anne, again, was the wife of Henry VIII. Mm-hmm. Um, the execution happy king, as, like, I like to call him. Um, <laughs> she has um, been seen inside, but also outside the tower green, uh i don't know if they painted the tower green but that's what it's called um <laughs> uh, i guess each tower is like named a different color. yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know i didn't look into it i'm terrible i'm sorry uh, <laughs> uh some people report seeing Anne headless and go through the tower at night so she just like wanders with Gross. her head and like in this case like is it her clothes that give her away because if she's headless like how the fuck but, yeah how can her? you confirm maybe yeah. they just uh, i don't know maybe they just assume yeah yeah maybe. or like, like a certain dress she'd be she holding her head Oh, that'd be even creepier <laughs> that'd be really weird just walking around like... <laughs> like someone help me put my head back on oh god um so she's seen very commonly in the chapel of P- saint peter 
but because that's like where she's at, she was buried. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in 1864, there is a record from a soldier who apparently encountered Anne. Uh, he was guarding the tower when he saw a very headless Anne. He <laughs> he did what any normal soldier would do and try to stab her, um, her little ghostly figure with his bayonet. <laughs> and then naturally he fainted because good job. I mean, yeah, that sounds about right. I feel like yeah. I, I, I wouldn't even get to the stabbing. I feel like I'd just poop my pants and then faint. Yeah. So I, mean, I just he, like he's that he tried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it went through her and he's like, fuck, I'm going to faint now. Um, so he almost got fired because he thought like they thought he was like sleeping on the job. So when they found him, he was like out cold. Um, oh <laughs> yeah. But apparently some other guards came forward and said like they've also seen her ghost in the same area um, that he was guarding at that that time. And so they were just like, hey, cool. Story's legit. You can keep your job. Like, That's so funny. <laughs> That's can you imagine how do you lose your job uh i stabbed I a ghost and fainted <laughs> i actually heard uh something similar oh my god I, i'm gonna fuck it up but i think someone had like a medical episode or something and uh they were like unconscious at work and they tried to fire them and there was like a whole like in, really? in ontario re- recently in the last like five or so years i remember something like that you can't they, fucking do that yeah <laughs> like because they thought they were sleeping so they i guess they just like fired them on the spot kind of thing and he's like uh i have x condition whatever it was like yeah i have a medical issue but yeah fire me thanks (laughs) that's not how this works i think i'm just gonna use that excuse at my job be like sorry i missed the meeting a ghost in my house scared me and i fainted works for me don't fire me (laughs) i wasn't napping i promise i fainted um so now there is a story involving anne as well like another story in 1876 queen victoria had all the bodies um that were buried in saint peter's chapel to be exhumed and buried somewhere else somewhere just Why more appropriate do <laughs> i don't know um because they were like literally buried under the floor so she was just like fuck this this is weird i mean that's fair but like i just feel but- like don't move bodies you know <laughs> yeah just let them be um, so that happened, and, like, a few months later, a guard was patrolling and saw a light flickering inside the chapel. So he was like, what the fuck is this? Um, he <laughs> looked through the the window to find a crowd of spirits. In- this included, like, lords, ladies, and even knights in armor. And in the middle was Anne Boleyn. Uh, a few minutes later, the light flickered off and the apparitions disappeared. They think that this was their spirits having their own little ceremony for being exhumed and buried somewhere else. And they're just having like a goodbye peace party. Oh my party. God. That's so wild. Yeah. Can you imagine? I'd be like, I want to be part of this party, you guys. Like, let's hang out. I couldn't imagine. Like, so obviously, Danielle and I are believers. Obviously, we've had experiences. But mine has only been like one spirit at a time kind of thing. You know what I mean? Can you imagine, imagine like, seeing, walking, like, like 16? Like, you should be just looking at 16 ghosts. Like what? I would I would drop dead on the spot, I think. Yeah. My blood I pressure. Think, <laughs> I think that guard deserved to be like to faint. Yeah. And, and he, he didn't. He, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> he held his ground. What a champ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um now we know every haunted place has some woman in some type of colored dress and that's what she's oh called. obviously yeah and she haunts the place so this tower also has one it's the woman in white obviously come up with better names so people. creative like, right at least get um, the designer the, of the dress you know the woman right? in the white dior you know <laughs> oh my god <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> i love that the, i want to be holy the ghost in the giant in the boots. oh my god <laughs> i'm here for that uh, oh god um so this lady has been seen but is also very quick so it's like fast glances however when she is seen um like quickly seen it said the room will suddenly start to smell like extremely bad oh like a very old like pungent like perfume 
Um, so some people have reported being tapped on the shoulder and turn around and see a glimpse of white, which just disappears quickly. So they believe this is her. Um, at least you can like smell her so you know she's coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get out of the there. The poor room. thing though. Everyone's just like, ew, something stinks. Yeah, like, <laughs> you stanky. You're not even like an enjoyable ghost. You can't even scare me. Yeah. You like want to throw up. <laughs> Um, so I forgot to mention earlier, but the fortress is all, uh, also like a part of a zoo at one point. Oh my God. Um, yeah, it was a Royal zoo and it was like a zoo for like 600 years or something crazy like that. It had lions, polar bears, elephants, kangaroos, like everything, you name it, they had it. Um, eventually it shut down and the animals moved to the London zoo. So some sculptures at the zoo today are like the actual, like original sculptures that were at this Royal oh, zoo cool. inside the, the fortress tower thingy. Yeah. So now even the animals that were kept in the zoo haunt the place too. No way. Yeah. No way. That's yeah. So my cool. next <laughs> sentence was like, Holly, we gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> what is it? Um, so there's stories of people hearing lions roaring at night in the tower. People have seen oh phantom shapes of horses galloping on cobblestone. Now, it's also said that a bear haunts this tower. So in the 1800s, it's said a guard was alarmed when a huge bear-like figure was trying to climb through the tower door. I believe the door was like a door that's in the floor, though. Like, you climb up a ladder and, like, the floor's... Like a cellar door kind kinda, of thing? Yeah, I think it was, like, one of those doors. From what I read, that's mm-hmm. how I pictured it. Um, the guard had hit it with his bayonet. So, another trying to attack a ghost with a bayonet. Yeah. <laughs> which went through the bear. And um, because it's a ghost, it got stuck in the door. Um, the, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Apparently, the guard was so shocked by this that he actually died. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So they ended up finding him. And like, a f- and we made fun of the fainting. <laughs> yeah. So they found him. And a few hours later, he ended up dying from shock. So the bear is said to be called Old Martin, who lived in the tower. Um, it it was like one of like the king's pets at the time or something like that. Oh, my God. So I don't God. know if it was part of like the zoo, but it, his name was Old Martin and he likes to haunt the I tower. I love this. Right? I want to go to here. Yeah. So now the tower is a tourist attraction now, and you can visit, but they have, like, an exhibit for Henry VIII's armor. Um, It's said this exhibit has, like, a very violent and mean spirit. Over the years, people have described feeling cold and having chills run down their spine while in this exhibit. They have an overwhelming sense of dread as well. Some guards have reported... So they still have guards today, and I forgot the name of them it's on the i can see it in my head but i don't remember are they the ones with the hats no no way that's the queen's guard yeah but they're in red so um but it starts with a b and i can't remember the name but there so there's still guards there so some guards have reported walking into the room in the exhibit and just feeling like they were being crushed alive the description is like someone's uh wrapping their arms around their chest and like suffocating them oh god yeah i don't like that um also some have said it's like you're being strangled but can't see like the person strangling you uh people get attacked in this exhibit and receive receive scratches and marks on their body now this is all said to be in the room where the armor is kept um and this armor has been moved around before like this exhibit has changed from room to room um but it's but the strange and terrifying experiences just follow wherever the armor goes so for example if it's like in room one previously and that's where all the experiences were happening but then they changed the exhibit and put it all in room five now all the experience are happening in room five and it's no longer yeah it's no longer in room one so they believe that whatever is attacking these people 
it has to do with both the armor itself. There's yeah, something. it's attached to the actual armor. Maybe it's like Henry the Eighth because he sounded like a dickhole, anyways. Is it is it like his armor that he personally would wear? I don't know. It just said it's his armor. I doubt it. I don't think it would be his. Ar- <laughs> I, I, like, did he just collect it, or did? He- <laughs> I, I think yeah, something's definitely attached to that. If it's yeah. if it's moving room to room, I highly doubt he wore it because he seemed like a king that just delegated everything. You know, he probably like wore it to parties to like show off. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to make him, make him seem cool. Yeah. Um, so there is a legend called the Tower of the Ravens. And um, the folklore behind this is that there's seven ravens that live in the tower and are taken care of by a raven master. And the story is that if these ravens leave the tower, the kingdom will fall. Like birds? Birds. So if these birds, like there's ravens in it right now. So if these ravens were ever to leave, the tower and the kingdom would fall. That's how we take but down the monarchy, everybody. Got to get those ravens. If, what if they die? I don't know. Do you just get a new raven? Maybe. No, that's so raven. Maybe maybe it's like uh, Game of Thrones and they're just like never dead. They're just constantly there. That is so bizarre. Yeah. (laughs) But that's the like the Tower of London and their spookiness. I love that. I would love to hear more ghost animal stories. Right. I want to like I would love to experience being attacked by a ghost bear. Like don't hurt me. But like it'd be hilarious. I don't think it would hurt you because it's like a a ghost no i mean it could kill you by shocking you to death but we finally found a way to befriend a bear we yeah. finally figured it out <laughs> we gotta go to london <laughs> that's it and go that's visit. all we have to do yeah well that was fun i tried not what to it? indulge in too much history so we'd focus on because there's a lot of spookies on this one yeah there was a lot of spookies i always like when you do history though because i feel like it sets the tone you yeah. know what i mean like especially when the place is extra fucked up yeah <laughs> And it like apparently Anne is like she's one of the the most known. Yeah, uh, I've heard her name scene. before. Yeah, and there's there's a huge history behind her. So go check it out because it's absolutely insane. But there's there's like movies about her and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So her history is insane. I obviously didn't go into any of it, but she does haunt there, and she was executed. <laughs> and so, she doesn't have a head. Yeah, and she was queen at one point. So well that was fun what a good week back yeah we hope you guys liked it let us know if you did yeah. we hope you did and we tried real hard for you we, try- <laughs> we tried extra hard because we missed you we did <laughs> we brought ghost bears and everything <laughs> um but if you want to come talk about holly's crazy fucking story and try to solve this great mystery um or talk about ghost bears because those are pretty cool uh, you can find us on Instagram. It's a spooky hour podcast. You can find us on Twitter at spooky hour. And if you have your own ghost bear stories that you would like to share with us, <laughs> we're please, just so stuck on this ghost bear. Yeah, please email us. It's the spooky hour podcast, six, six, six at gmail.com. Your story can be featured on our spooky tales episode. Give us some ghost bears. We'll even settle for like a turtle, like a ghost turtle, G- ghost dog, ghost, yeah. you know, yeah ghost turtle would be funny we had a ghost cat story dude i'm convinced um i don't know if i ever said on the podcast that my my tortoise passed away last year um and i very sad very sad i loved her very much but uh sometimes still to this day we still have the tank in the bedroom because it's fucking huge and we don't know what to do with it yeah um and every so often we hear like banging in the tank that sounds like when she would bang her shell off i was gonna say when she used to like when she used to like try to commit like suicide and jump off the jump off the the yeah which uh for the record i googled and lots of tortoises do that okay (laughs) she was just having fun you guys yeah that's it she was a sweetheart but yeah uh give us ghost animals and stay spooky stay spooky friends bye bye (laughs)